0: Praise Lord, for Thy great plan, that we Thy dwelling place may be.
1: Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This life study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program.
2: Salvation is a much bigger word than we might have thought. It solves not only man's problem of sin, but also God's problem concerning the satisfying of His divine attributes of righteousness, holiness,
1: and glory. Welcome once again to the Life Study of Romans, a program provided by Living Stream Ministry. And with us once again today, as is often our pleasure, is Francis Ball. Francis, welcome back to the Life Study of Romans.
2: Thank you. It's good to be in this Life Study.
1: It surely is. In today's Life Study, Francis, we will have a brief but very descriptive review of the three major areas of the first half of Romans. And those are justification, sanctification, and glorification. God's salvation includes all three of these. But, Francis, it seems that we focus primarily on justification and then rapture when we will be glorified with him. Why do you think that the matter of sanctification has been either overlooked or much misunderstood in the history of the church?
2: Well, many Christians, I believe, have considered that the entire New Testament is written just to get people saved from the guilt of sin and somehow assured of their eternal bliss and happiness. There has certainly been a big overlooking and also a big misunderstanding of the aspect of sanctification in God's complete salvation. I think that the reason the matter of sanctification has been overlooked is that most preachers and teachers of the Bible have only considered two things, Number one, man's need to be forgiven of his sins by being washed in the cleansing blood of Christ. And number two, the expectation that at the Lord's coming they will be raptured and glorified. This kind of view is too much concerned just with man's need and man's desire and is somewhat selfish. There has not been much emphasis on the need to have a holy living that is, to be sanctified. The preaching of the gospel has not been complete enough. So people are led to believe that if they just receive Christ as their Savior, there is nothing more to do but to wait for His return and be raptured. They are led to believe that they are safe from condemnation, so they are satisfied. This is how this matter of sanctification has been overlooked, I believe. And you also ask, why I think this matter of sanctification has been misunderstood. Well, some who have tried to emphasize the aspect of sanctification have applied it just in an outward way of how Christians should dress, how long sisters' hair should be, and all these kind of outward personal things. But sanctification in the Bible is very much connected with something much deeper and more subjective than these outward practices. As Witness Lee speaks of these three stages of our salvation, I believe we will be very clear how each stage is connected with God's attributes of righteousness, holiness, and glory.
1: Francis, thank you for that fellowship. Let's join Witness Lee for today's life study from Romans.
0: After condemnation, you have the section of justification. Then you have the section of sanctification. Then you have the section of glorification. In dealing with us, God is always taking care of three aspects of his divine attributes. Number one, righteousness. Number two, holiness. Number three, glory. God is righteous. God is holy. God is of glory. Righteousness is related to God's acts, related to God's doings. What God does is righteous. Then, what is holiness? Holiness Is God's nature. The nature of this table is wood. Our God's divine nature is holiness. Then what is glory? Glory is just God Himself expressed. When God is expressed, that is glory. In the first stage of God's salvation, we have participated in the righteousness of God, this is justification. In the second stage of God's salvation, we are in a process of sanctification. And this process of sanctification is just to work God's nature into our being subjectively. Before, he was processed. He was not available to do this work. Before he was processed, he could create the world, but he couldn't get into his creature. Before he was processed, he could do a lot of things outside of us, but he could never get into us until he passed through the complete process. Incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, and so forth, he became and still is today, the available spirit of life. Amen. Now, for he is entering into us. He is so available. Amen. He is as available as the air to get into us. Am I right? Praise the Lord. So what? As such an available spirit of life, surely he has come into our Spirit as life, as the spirit of life. Firstly, he made our spirit life. This is by regeneration. And now he is spreading himself from our spirit into our soul, into our mind, into our emotion, into our will, and eventually into our mortal body. What is it? You may say, this is to saturate us with himself. That's right. This is to saturate us with himself. I tell you, this saturation is just sanctification. His saturation is just to work himself as the holy nature into our whole being. Firstly, into our spirit. Secondly into our soul, thirdly into our body. So our whole being, spirit soul, and body, will be fully permeated with his holy nature. Amen. And now we are sanctified. And this sanctifying work is the second stage of his salvation. Then what will be the next? The third stage, praise God, we all know, we are waiting for the third stage, that we will be raptured and glorified. And that will be the redemption of our body. Glorification is to just transfigure our well body into a glorious one. And by that time, we will absolutely, solely, wholly brought into himself as our glory. Now, I do believe by this short word, we all can see why Paul wrote justification first, then sanctification, then glorification. These three steps or these three stages are a complete salvation to match or to cover our three parts of our being. In justification, our spirit has been made life. In sanctification, our soul even has been made life then in his glorification, our body will be fully made life. Then, by that time, we will not be only justified, sanctified, but also glorified.
1: Francis, as Witness Lee was reviewing the three items that we spoke of before, it became clear that these three are very much related, aren't they? In fact, describing them as stages of our salvation. Would you develop this thought of the stages of salvation?
2: The three stages of God's salvation are exactly related to the three attributes of God that you mentioned earlier. Also, these three stages show us how each part of our tripartite being needs God's salvation. God is righteous, but we are unrighteous. Therefore, we need justification. According to Romans 3.24, we are justified freely by His grace through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus. Justification is really God's action whereby He approves people according to His standard of righteousness. God can do this based on the uh, fact that Christ's redemption has fulfilled God's requirement on us. This makes our position before God right. We're made righteous. We believe. We are regenerated. We're forgiven. And our spirit is life. But this is not all there is to salvation. We need also to be right with God in our disposition. Our position is made right by Christ's death on the cross. But there's more salvation than that. This is not accomplished just by one act on the cross, but is a process in which we partake of God's holy nature subjectively. This is the working out of God's salvation not only in our spirit, by which we are made righteous, but also in our soul. That means our mind, our emotion, and our will. This is a process of God saturating us with His very nature. And this is called sanctification. This saturation of God in us penetrating our mind, emotion, and will is called sanctification. Then, of course, you have the third stage. Our Even our vile body will be glorified when we're transfigured at the Lord's coming back. So these three stages have to do with our three parts, our spirit, is made righteous by the death of Christ on the cross when we receive His salvation offered to us by receiving Him. And then by our continuing in Him, by the Word of God, by prayer, by all these means, we are partaking of the divine nature, and this is our sanctification. And then of course our glorification will be a transfiguration of our body when He comes back.
1: Francis, thank you really gives a lot of meaning to the term that we do use in this broadcast, God's full salvation. He is much more interested than just a positional change for us, as you've so aptly pointed out today. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of our life study from the Book of Romans.
0: Now, please tell me in what stage we are today. No doubt, we are in the process of being sanctified. And this sanctification is in life. In these seven and a half chapters, many times the word life has been used. And you have to realize this life is for what? It's just for sanctification. This life is just to sanctify you. And this is just Christ Himself. To permeate you, to saturate you, to infuse you with the holy nature of God, to make you holy, not positionally, but dispositionally. Now we go back chapter 6 and read verse 22. 622. But now having been freed from sin, And having been enslaved to God, you have your fruit until sanctification. And the end, Eternal eternal life. Some Christians may consider this verse in this way, you have your fruit until justification and the end, the heavens. No. But, until sanctification, and the end, life eternal. Sanctification brings the riches of life to you. Chapter 8, verse 10. And if Christ is in you, though your body is dead because of sin, yet, praise the Lord, yet, Your spirit is life because of righteousness. Your body is still dead because of sin. But your spirit is life because of the righteousness which you have obtained in God's justification. When God justifies you, he gives you his righteousness. And then Christ, through that, comes into you. And then your spirit is life. Verse 10 is just the start of your spiritual life. It is just Christ coming in at the time when you got justified. Then the following verse uses a big but. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from among the dead dwells in you, now he has to make his home in you. If he makes his home in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from among the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies which were dead, but now are being made alive. Christ is in you. That is the first stage. But the Spirit dwells in you. This is the continuing stage. Christ in you. Christ is in you. This heals your spirit. This makes your spirit life. But Christ dwells in you. Makes his home in you. This will heal your body to make your body life. If you would let Christ make his home in your heart to spread himself into your mind, emotion, and will, Christ will impart himself as life into your body. Is this clear? This is for sanctification. Then, we go on to verse 13b, but if by the Spirit you put to death the practices of the body, you will live. Please tell me, you will live for what purpose? For sanctification for you to be permeated thoroughly and fully with Christ as the holy nature of God. You have to learn to put all the practices of your body to death. And this is a kind of cooperation. You let Christ make his home in your heart, then Christ is spreading his life into your body, inwardly. Then outwardly, you have to put all the practices of your body to death. This means to apply the very cross to all the practices of your body. Then you will live. You will live. What does this mean? This simply means you will enjoy Christ's life. And you will get into the riches of Christ's life. And this life will just saturate your being with all what God is. What is this, brothers and sisters? This is sanctification in life.
1: Well, Francis, we have a verse in Romans chapter 8, and I'm speaking of verse 10, that Witness Lee described as the beginning of our spiritual life. If Christ is in you, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. What is meant by this phrase, the Spirit is life? And what are the implications of this fact?
2: This is a very, very important question. The Spirit in this verse in Romans 8 is referring to our human spirit. When Christ resurrected from the dead, which is recorded in 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five. it says, He, as the last Adam, became the life-giving spirit. And as such a spirit, Christ is now able to get into his believers, that is, into their spirit. We have said already that man is tripartite. He has a spirit, he has a soul, and of course he has a body. God's salvation is to work this life-giving Spirit into our spirit, our soul, and our body. When Christ, as the life-giving Spirit, comes into our spirit, our spirit is life. Life has been injected into our spirit by the receiving of Christ as the life-giving Spirit. So the implication here is that as this life-giving Spirit works Himself into us, the mind becomes life. This implies that our mind will be renewed and we will have the mind of Christ. Further, the more we experience this life-giving Spirit in us, He will give life even to our mortal body. So to say the Spirit is life means that our Spirit is life by receiving Christ as the life-giving Spirit into our spirit. And He continues to penetrate and saturate all the parts of our soul so that even our mind becomes life. And even He will put life into our mortal body. So I hope we could all realize that today we Christians are in the stage of sanctification. Through our experience, we learn that this process is worked out by our exercising our spirit, by calling on the Lord, pray-reading the Word of God, meeting with the saints, and also speaking to others of the Lord and His riches.
1: Thank you, Francis. This really is the beginning of our spiritual life. Let's go back to Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study.
0: Praise the Lord, God has done so much, propitiation, redemption, justification, reconciliation, then we got righteousness. Then following this, now God is working. Working sanctification. He is now working. He worked objectively, but now he's working subjectively. Amen. Yeah, he worked for his righteousness, but now he's working for his holiness. Amen. He's going to... Uh, transfuse and infuse all his holy nature, his holy being, into our human being. That within our human being, we will have the real divine holy essence. We all will be saturated and permitted fully with what God is in his holy nature. This is Sanctification. Sanctification means so much in this book. And this sanctification is for the purpose to produce many sins. What the Lord's doing today is to open our eyes that we may see what we need. What we need. We need His sanctifying work. We need His saturating life. We need his life eternal to work his very holy being into our nature. That we may be made his sons. Not just in term, in position, but in actuality. Yes, we're all born sons of God, but look at ourselves today. Do we look like the sons of God? I don't know whose sins you look at, but anyhow, we need the sanctification. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. We got justification and we are getting sanctification. And the righteousness of God has been ours already. And now the holiness of God is on the way. Surely we will possess it. We all will be sanctified sanctified in life with God's nature. This is God's work today. Now He's working within our spirit, striding Himself from the very center, gradually, gradually, until He reaches the very circumference. Then all our being will be saturated with His holy nature, then all our being will be fully sanctified.
1: Francis, I'd like to repeat the short prayer of Witness Lee in this last section, that the Lord would open our eyes that we may see what we really need. It seems that as Christians, we're always being presented with 12 Steps to Victory or this program or that spiritual secret but we really all have just one need, don't we, Francis?
2: That's right. We just have one need, and that is God Himself. For us to be sanctified, we cannot depend on any kind of self-effort, any kind of steps to victory, or any kind of program, or spiritual secret, or any kind of religious practice. What we need today is just more of the saturation of the holy nature of God by enjoying Christ, Loving Christ, feeding upon His Word, meeting with the saints, and exercising our spirit. This is our need, not only to be righteous by Christ's regeneration, but also to be holy according to God's divine nature by which we experience the stage of sanctification.
1: Francis, I enjoyed your fellowship today. This is a uh, very significant life study coming at this stage in Romans uh, and really has given us an excellent overview of the first half of the book. I'm glad you were part of it today and look forward to your uh, next visit very soon.
2: Thank you. I look forward to that also.
1: And we trust that this program has been enlightening to many of you. And as always, we invite you to contact us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888 543 3788 You can also address your cards and letters to us at Living Stream Ministry Post Office Box 2121 Anaheim, California 92814 Or you can send email to us at radio at lsm.org Thank you very much for listening today Bye-bye You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. To discover more of what Living Stream has to offer, please visit ministrybooks.org. From there, you'll be able to read over 600 titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee online and free of charge. Again, the website ministrybooks.org. Thanks for listening today.